The Longevity of Kindness I had a friend in high school who used to give me his last rollo. I can't quite remember how it became a ritual on which we partook, but it did, and we both took it seriously. It was a sweet gesture that meant nothing in the scale of things, but the fact that we both knew that and yet stuck to it religiously made it all the more special. We don't have to do this, we just do. It's highly probable that neither of us knew quite why, but kept doing it anyway, because it felt nice. It wasn't an everyday occurrence, regular enough to secretly look forward to, but not frequent enough to eliminate the possibility of it being a pleasant surprise. For those of you who may not know, the connotations of love and kindness associated with this practice comes from an advert for the chocolates, where a couple were shown, one offering their last rollo to the other. Do you love anyone enough to give them your last rollo? A voice would ask. The lasting cultural impact of this was huge. Everyone knew you only shared your last rollo with someone you really cared about. All of this took place at a time in which I had not yet come to terms with my sexuality. As is common with a lot of queer people, I don't have the most vivid memories of early adolescence, as it was a bit of a traumatic time for me. So my memories are slightly hazy regarding that time when puberty and hormones descend and teens begin to actualise their attractions to others. It's more complicated when you sense you differ from the norm, and that's where it goes fuzzy. But I do know and remember wondering if the names I got called in the corridor might have some truth in them. And from the first inkling, I shut it down with immediate effect. I pressed pause. It was no use to me at that point. Definitely not while I was still in school, trying my best to keep my head down and avoid the bullies who bothered me throughout my time there. The nature of the insults that so often came my way were homophobic, so for me to come out or like, love, date a boy wasn't an option. It felt, at that time anyway, that to do so would only be to affirm what the bullies had said all along, giving them more power than I cared to. Instead, I carefully packed it away in the back of my mind, a well-sealed box I could deal with later, some other time, in some other place. Back to the remembering of this ritual, giving away the last rollo. The feeling I felt when a hand would tap my shoulder and somehow I remember knowing instantly who it was. I'd smile, we'd laugh, share a brief, tight hug after the rollo was exchanged. He'd disappear, off to class, running as he always seemed to be. While I was suspended briefly above and outside myself, elated. I was so invested in that ritual, and come to think of it, in him. I still ponder over whether this might have been a romantic investment for me, the first of its kind, yet totally unspoiled by the fact I was unable to see it for what it was. In retrospect, I can see my younger self swoon at his charm and kindness, my heart beating fast and happily at the joy of this gesture which I would now recognise as completely romantic in its simplicity. I can revisit the feelings I felt when he would be kissing his beautiful girlfriend in the common room, easily identifying them now as the sharp pangs of jealousy. This, I'm certain of. What's more difficult to unpack is the exact cause. Was it simply of her kissing him? Or was it the freedom with which they were able to kiss in front of everyone? A part of me knowing that even when I came to accept it was boys I wanted to kiss, I might not be able to ever do it as freely as they so took for granted. A combination is plausible. Likely, even. Perhaps the feeling was mutual and he felt something there too. Or maybe this is all a speculation I'm forcing onto a genuine, pure friendship between me and another boy. A rarity in my life so far. 
I wonder too if he, like many people did, suspected I was gay, that his affection and continued friendship were tribute to his acceptance of me regardless. The sort of support that makes you think it's going to be okay when you figure it out. The kind that doesn't ask anything of you. A quiet confirmation that your otherness is welcomed, even if it hasn't been defined yet in words. Comforting in a way that endless intrusive questions and voicing suspicions will never be. Yet they are so often what you deal with. As with many friends from high school, we didn't keep in touch specifically, but are Facebook friends, meaning we have at least that tie to each other. He lived in London for a while, and we had plans to meet up that never came into fruition, although not for a lack of want to. Life got in the way, as it does. The drink has now been postponed indefinitely, as he is off on an adventure, travelling. I truly hope that we use the word postponed in a literal sense, that we follow through at some point, no matter how far in the future that may be. I'd like to know how he is, what he's been up to. I toy with the idea of revisiting this story with him, explaining why the silly but lovely ritual we had meant so much to me, even more so years down the line. Or perhaps that's unnecessary. It might confuse or complicate the matter. Maybe it's better to leave it as a gift he gave me, so deep in the subconscious of his kindness that he wasn't even aware of its magnitude to me. Maybe writing about it here, celebrating it, is enough. <laughs>